Hi, Bam Bam. <laughs> you always make me smile. Oh man, I need to buy you some of this coffee that um, Yancey sent me. Oh, it is so good. There he is right there. Hi, Mr. A. Hi, Yancey. Were your ears ringing? I was just talking about you. <laughs> Hi, soul sister, soul sister, soul sister. Um. <laughs> well, why is it not putting the H? BP, how the hell are you? Is your belly full of some yummy food? I'm sure it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, let me get this reading out of the way because I keep forgetting to do it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend coming to you from Colorful, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you and hit that follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here every Monday. Wednesday and Friday at 7.45 Mountain Standard Time. I'm out. The best people in the chat. Thank you all for your continuous support, likes, shares, and downloads. Yeah. So, um, all right. Aw, thank you. Morning to you. I hope you guys are having a great, great morning. Um, today is Wednesday, um, July 19th, and um, it is, uh, well, it's a little bit cooler, 65 right now, and we're going to be at 87, we're close to 100, nothing like um, Arizona, and I say that because you guys have been uh, like over triple digits for over 10 days now, something like that, right? Crazy, crazy weather. Uh, but today here um, in Denver, scattered light rain showers are expected with a high of 87. Um, yeah, and, and we also have devil's thumb fire going on. So an update on that. Um, it started by lightning and it's 37% contained. Welcome, GPQPSUUB. Welcome. Um, 117. Holy hell. And that's what I mean. Hell. Damn, girl. Oh, I mean, even just moving from an air-conditioned building to an air-conditioned car to another building, it's got to just be like, you just are full of sweat. It's just crazy. That's just insane. Um, also, there's a tropical storm, Dawn, that continues to slowly push towards the northeast U.S. Strong waves move off of Africa. Um, there's no threat to the U.S., though. Um, Dawn is expected to remain as a tropical storm strength throughout the weekend. He will eventually loop back over the coast of Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Canada before drifting off to the northeast. So there's no uh, worries about that. So in Canada, for my friend, uh, um, and uh, well, but, but, but I can't talk this morning. Um, 
he's not in here right now. So I'm going to go to Welland for my family in Welland, Ontario, where God, your humidity um, is just crazy. Uh, when I did this, it said 68 and sunny. I'm sure it's hotter than that, but you're going to be high of 81 in sunny skies. And yeah, um, BP, you're hot and humid too. You're hot and humid too. Everybody needs Lumi. We need to have Lumi as our sponsor. Put all Lumi in all your little creases. It's supposed to help you smell good for a couple days, it says. But I can't imagine it'd be 117 and not want to take a shower at the end of the day and the morning when you wake up. It's just like, ah, hot. So, um, yeah, in Tucson and in Phoenix, excessive heat warning remains in effect. Um, they both say until Friday. So um, we'll see. Yeah, 100 in, um, this isn't even close. This is 113. So 100, yeah, 113 to 118. So there's a range of hotness um, that you're going to continue to have. Hi, Mike. That's just crazy. Um BP, I'm not hot, but I'm humid. Oh, get out of here. Psst. <laughs> You're hot. Get out of here. How are you, Mike? You you awake this morning? We're going over all the hotness. I'm sure it's it's humid where you are too, right, Mike? In Maryland? In Maryland? Are you Mary in Maryland, Mike? Um, mm -hmm. All right. So um, let me continue. We're going to move on to the word of the day. And then I want to talk about a gift I got in Vail. Um, word of the day in quote, uh, the word of the day is an overcomer. And that's just a person who prevails in spite of opposition and difficulties and weaknesses. And we all in this cast have overcome something in our life. And that um, means that you are an overcomer and that you can help somebody else to be an overcomer too. Um, couple quotes, strength doesn't come from what you do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't. Hmm. I love that. I think that's awesome. It's, you know, we need to remember that because if you look back when you're going through crap and you're struggling knee deep in the, in the BS and you're just like, ah, I can't pull my legs out. What am I going to do? How am I ever going to get through this? And then all of a sudden it's four months down the road and it's like, damn, I made it through that. I made it through that. Yeah, of course you have people in your little tribe that help you. Um, I do. I know I do. Um, and they know who they are and they help you get through those things, but you uh, did it. You did it. So don't ever forget that. I love that quote. Strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you once thought you couldn't. You guys need to remember that. Another one, when you accept the fact that your true identity includes being an overcomer, you will never settle for less than a miracle. And that is by author Craig Golshin. And I just wrote, to overcome means to get the better of a struggle or a conflict to conquer or defeat. It can also mean to successfully deal with or gain control of something difficult to prevail or um, surmount. Additionally, it can refer to overpowering someone or something um, in your body or mind, such as an emotion um, that we need to control at times too, right? So yeah, we're all overcomers. So moving on. Um, Yancy sent me 
some of the best coffee I've tried in a long time. Um, I really, really like it. So I want to talk a little bit about this company too, because I like, um, I like everything about it from, it, it is um, Coffeeville Coffee Company. And the coffee that he sent me is called Wayward Sun Coffee. Um, it's so good at everything the, from opening the package to the smell, right? And that wasn't even opening the package of the coffee. It was just opening the package to the way that they packaged everything from the thing, the, the um, compostable packaging that it comes in. And it, they send you little postcards that, about Coffeeville. Um, it's just, I think they're awesome. I think that they're really great. Um, the story behind the coffee is inspired by Coffee Bill Er, Phil Earhart, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong, of um, the band Kansas. Uh, Phil says, Carry On Wayward Son became our breakfast hit after years of playing small town venues like the Grand Old Midland Theater in my hometown of Coffeeville. This is why profits from this specific, um, the Wayward Son, Coffee will be contributed to refurbish and uh, sustain this magnificent theater. Thank you for joining me in the effort, and I hope Wayward Sun Coffee helps you to carry on. So $4 of every bag of the Wayward Sun Coffee will go to um, refurbishing this theater. And I think that is awesome. Hi, Humble Dog. Good to see you. Um, I think that's great that they're they're wanting to to rebuild this community and keep it you know kind of like it was but have have the the businesses in there that that bring people and stuff and i don't think that they're that it's that expensive for a bag of coffee and um let's see the other sales from the other coffee well, let's see go to the community um i'm trying to see beyond the bag that arrives on your doorsteps we are using coffee to reinvest back into the community um that it came from coffee bill so if you can promote help buy purchase items from small, small businesses that you believe in then um please do that because they are trying to help that community grow too so i Love them. I love them. And so a little bit about this coffee. Let's see. It's a medium dark roast. It has um, the flavor notes of caramel, creamy, milk chocolate, and roasted almonds. It's organically grown coffee beans roasted in small batches with great attention to detail. That means every cup of Wayward Sun will have the great taste that you expect. Thoughtfully packaged in, um, like I said, a compostable bag. So yeah, if you can um, check them out, then do. I thought I had their website on here. Um, 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 I'll, I'll get their website. Um, but also, while we're talking about Yancey, while we have Yancey on the brain, um, <clears throat> if anybody follows Miss Hanny J, which I think we all do, uh, she had prom started promoting, I believe yesterday, um, his merchandise for, uh, the WK, it, it's part of the WKOP, isn't it? Um, but it's Coffeeville, uh, what is it? Memes? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, now I can't find it. The coffee field memes. And if you have it, um, yeah, buy some merchandise. He has t-shirts and he has a hat. I'm definitely going to buy a hat. So um, they're really cool. So let's help, 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 help our people um, that are part of our family in here um, to grow too. And I know I had his, I know I have it. I wrote it in here, a list. I picked Let's see. Um, that's copy. Oh, it's kjware.net, right? And then you can just Google um, Coffeeville Department of Memes, and um, then it should come up. So, bam, right there. If you if you put that in and then put search uh, Coffeeville Department of Memes, then um, it should come up. Um, oh, there you go. Hanny J. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And then um, for the copy, I'm going to put this in the chat. Also, this is for the Coffeeville um, Coffee Company uh, for their yummy coffee. So bam, there we go. Oh, South Oz, man. How, when did you sneak in here? You're hiding. I didn't even see you sneak in here. Um, yeah. And Humble Dog, I need to... Uh, dang it. I wish I had the package up here. Um, I remember I went on vacation. I was concerned about my dog and I ended up going to a local dog store and because um, I wanted to talk to them about CBD products and they had one. Um, dang it. It's downstairs. Um, it's made in Colorado, but they have like four different brands. And this one also helped with his hip and his um, hips and joints, which he's going to need surgery on. But oh my gosh, it works so well for him. So I need to get you that information. So if anybody ever asks about anything like that, you can say, yeah, I know somebody who actually tried this and they said it worked. Um, because that's how I, I like to, I like to hear that instead of just reading, because you never know when you read online, if it's really true or if it's just made up. So yeah, I'll try to get you that information so that you can um, have it. But I know it's a company here um, in Colorado. So yeah, anyway, moving on, moving on. I hope you're well, South Oz man. Good to see you. Thank you, Mike. Um, so it's National Wiener Day. <laughs> It's National Hot Dog Day. Uh, and every time I think about hot dogs, now I think about that bar s hot dogs. If you like the yucky bar at well, some people like bar s hot dogs. I don't. I don't normally care for hot dogs at all, but if I do, they have to be like those kosher ones. Those are the ones that I like. Um, yeah, bar s. No, not so much. Um, so there are on National Hot Dog Day, if you are interested, there's a whole bunch of um, deals you can get. Um, Nathan's is the one I'm talking about. Nathan's famous hot dogs. There's no, there is, I, I don't know where there's a store, probably like in New York or something, but I guess from 11 to 1 p.m. today, um, Nathan's dogs are, are offering special price of 50 cents. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me five cents per dog. It's the original price when they opened five cents per hot dog. Holy moly. From 11 to 1 PM today at Nathan famous hot dogs. It doesn't say a specific store. So I'm guessing anyone, um, Sonic, a lot of people have Sonic. So Sonic customers can purchase the chains, beef, chili, cheese, Coney. Those things are long and bleh. 
I'm sorry, a chili dog with cheddar cheese for $1.29 um, today. A limit, you can only get a limit of five. So contain yourself with your hot dogs. Um, what is, co what are, you, are you joking with me, Mike? You don't know what kosher, hi, uh, Muke. You don't know what kosher means? It's the way that they prepare the meat. Um, for mostly what other, um, Jewish, uh, and other, there's other, uh, religions and, and beliefs that eat kosherly, but the meat has to be prepared a specific way to be called kosher. Um, and they do a whole, all bunch of different steps. I don't remember them all. There's a whole bunch of different ones, um, that make it kosher. Like it can't be cooked with other things. It has to be done at a certain all different. There's, there's a bunch of different things. So you need to Google it. You'll be able to read. You can, well, you can have some reading time. Um, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, and it's actually kosher meat to me. Um, it tastes better, I think, because it has less junk in it. Yeah, it is complicated, right, Annie? There's a whole different, and and if there's different beliefs, there could even be more complicated. Yeah, it's, um, it can be, it's a lot of reading things, but yeah, it's um, done differently. But yeah, reading it, it's, it is kind of cool. It's interesting. It is interesting. Um, he comes down to special blessings as well. Yeah, and they do. And they bless the meat. They bless, end up after everything. They end up blessing. They have a special um, person. I don't know what they're exactly called. I don't believe it's called a priest. It's a bit of a special person who comes and blesses the meat and everything. It can't touch other things. Yeah, it's it's a lot of different things. Rabbi, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Annie. <laughs> we know that one. So um, yeah, it is, it is complicated, but it is interesting. And like I said, I like the bar S hot dogs are definitely not kosher. <laughs> that is for sure. Not kosher at all. All right. So hot dog days, um, back to where were they? So, um, Sonic, we did Sonic, the original hot dog factory. I don't know if anybody has those, but I guess target you can get, I guess they have a little hot dog thing there. You can go and get 25. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's not on there. You can buy a package of ballpark hot dogs. If your target carries meat for 25% off. I thought it was like, you know, when you checked out, they have those little stands. No, it's not. Um, the original hot dog factory, never heard of it, but, um, we'll offer a free all American hot dog between 12 and four on the 22nd. I wonder why not today, not national hot dog day. Um, it says, well, that's weird. And Wiener Schnitzel. Oh my gosh, I grew up going um going to Wiener Schnitzel in California, but there's only one out here in Colorado and it's probably about 40 minutes away. So I don't know if it's really worth it. Um the restaurant chain will offer four chili dogs for four dollars on National Hot Dog Day at participating locations. No substitution cheese, unfortunately, is extra. It says in Whole Foods, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can get 25% off hot dogs. Um, um, from the 12th to the 18th. So there you go. There are your hot dog specials for National Hot Dog Day today. <laughs> Floor sweeping dogs. Yeah. Hi, Brian. Good to see you. Um, oh, Taco Bell. I'm so disgusted with Taco Bell right now. I don't even want to talk about them, but we're going to. 
um, they're in here a couple times and I'm mad at them because of um, what they did, you know, that whole lawsuit, if anybody remembers. There was a lawsuit because, um, uh, whatchamacallit, who, now I can't think of the name. Why is it not written on my, on my um, Taco John's? Um, Taco John's uh, trademarked it. Taco Tuesday way back in the day. And so Taco Bell and everybody else has been mad about it ever since. And so Taco Bell decided they were going to, to threaten a lawsuit that um, against um, Taco John's so that they could use uh, the slogan Taco Tuesday too. And they even had that darn, what's his face? Ugh, you know, that LeBron James. They even had him on a commercial. Ugh, barf. It made me want to say, but it was just like the big, the big fellas, you know, they, they're going after because they wanted something. So, um, it says that, that, um, Taco John's finally gave up the ownership of the trademark. And they said, um, we've always prided ourselves in being the home of Taco Tuesday, but, but, Paying millions of dollars to lawyers to defend our mark doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Instead, Taco John's is donating for forty thousand to Core, a nonprofit that provides financial relief to restaurant workers with children um, when employees, spouses, or child faces a life-altering health crisis, injury, death, or natural disaster. Uh, for a few weeks between May and July, it looked as though Taco John's was ready to fight back. In a statement issued on May 16th, um, Creel, and that is like the, the big hand hacho, called Taco Bell a big bad bully. This pivoted two steps back um, in its smart PR move, fighting the much bigger chain for a trademark that's now commonly phrased would have brought big bills and bad publicity, especially considering that Taco John's lost control of Taco Tuesday a long time ago, it says. So, um, and then I guess somewhere I'm trying to find where they were urging um the big bully Taco Bell to also donate money, um, to a donation, you know, to a charitable place, but it just makes me mad. Hi herbalist that they, you know, they're just, I don't know. They just want what they want. And some people with money or power, they want what they want and they think that they can take it just to get it. And that just makes me mad. It's just like, if that's not yours, just because you think you have enough money to take from somebody until they can't fight anymore, it's just wrong. I don't like it. So anyway, I'm not even, a, I'm not even going to talk about Taco Bell and their, and their, hot sauce packages. So we're just not even going to talk about them anymore today. I'm going to move on to Epcot. So anyway, if anybody's going to Epcot for the next, um, uh, anytime soon, um, you could visit, I guess they have a food and wine festival that's been going on for some time. And people say they, that this menu has them salivating. I wasn't salivating. I was like, what? What's so special about this? But Walt Disney World visitors, um, they love coming to Epcot. Um, if you've never been there, it is kind of cool to go once. They have like different, you can visit Japan and you can visit 
you know, all these different Mexico and different places. And then they have the food and, and stuff that they wear and things like that. Um, but Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival, um, it starts July 27th and runs until November. Uh, familiar favorites like uh, Japan, the Fry Basket, and the Alps booth will return to the World sh Showcase, it says. Um, and what else are they going to have? What to expect? They're telling me what's not going to be there. Bubbles and Brine, <laughs> Wine and Wedge, Char and, char and Chop and Swirled Showcase. Um, let's see, for example, um, for example, roasted pochetta and grilled meats are on the menu for Char and Chopped. Wine, wedge, wine and Wedges offers um, fans charcuterie boards and art, artesian cheeses. Bubbles and Brine serves alcohol and seafood pairings like jumbo shrimp with Prosecco, Prosecco-based cocktail sauce. Um, see, I don't understand what's so salad. But none of that sounds very like, oh my gosh, I got to buy tickets to go. Um, and then it says um, Kahlua pork sliders on at the Hawaiian and mushroom infused bowls of pork ramen at the noodle exchange. I mean, uh, you could go to the mall at the food court and have the same stuff, right? <laughs> Instead of spending all the money to go to Epcot Center, I would rather go to, to the happiest place on world. I would rather go to Disney Disney World or Disneyland instead of that. I, you just go to the food court. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. So <clears throat> moving on to more food. I want to make sure I'm not ignoring anybody in here. Um, hostess with the most oh damn it i just deleted it um hostess is um i know where it's at they're combining two and i i haven't seen this yet and it's supposed to be at you can always find them at walmart it says hostess ding dongs and tweaky twinkies mashed up together um first of all i can't i can't handle twinkies at all the sugar content in it gives me the worst headache ever since i was a kid it can never eat twinkies dean dogs eh, every once in a while put them in the freezer stick them in there um those are yummy but together i don't know it the only thing about the ding dong it says is the chocolate i um outing um the whole inside from the cake to um the yuckiness in the inside is all twinkie it's not ding dong so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I know. Twink, twink dogs. Yeah, they're, what are they calling it? They're not even really calling it any. Let's see if it really had. No, ding dongs. Ding dongs times Twinkies, the mashup. They didn't even come up with a name, BP. Gosh, you're better than that. You did better than they did. Yeah, they didn't even come. Dingle, dingies, dingies, <laughs> dingies. <laughs> That's something like you'd find out in Australia. Dingies. <laughs> and what was BB Twink Dog? Twink Dongs. Twink Dongs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I would maybe, I would like to try just one, but I don't want to buy a whole package of them because then I feel bad throwing them away and I wouldn't want them in my house. I'm like, no, uh uh, because I'm sure they're like, Oh, just full of sugar. I think that's what gives me this, such a bad headache is that all that sugar. Um, and then more sugar, more sugar. I know zero pulling to me too. And these two, I don't, I'm not. Yeah. They're just too much sugar. These are the same thing. Krispy Kremes, 
their latest monthly new flavors have come out. And to me, again, pure sugar, it's um, M&M's. Um, let's see, I think there's three different kinds. Um, you know, they just did the Chips Ahoy and the Oreo ones. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. The first of the new donuts comes stuffed with mini M&M minis and then dipped with red icing with the big M on top. Um, the second one is filled with peanut butter cream. Um, they said that they're not sure if it's the same cream that was in the Reese's one that they made. But anyway, it's filled with peanut butter cream and then topped with peanut butter icing and then peanut M&Ms and drizzled with chocolate. And then last but not least, the third donut is simply glazed um, glazed dessert with chocolate icing and topped with uh, M&Ms, baby M&Ms. So that one's not filled with anything, but oh my God, it just sounds disgusting to me. I'm sorry. I know there's probably people out there that love all that sweetness and stuff, but no, me and Annie J are sweet enough. We don't need any of that stuff, right? We don't need any of it. So we're done with stupid Taco Bell. I'm not talking about them. Anyway, um, uh, I'm out of them. Krispy Kreme. Blech. Uh, all right. So if you're in Vegas, since we're talking about donuts, Anybody going to Vegas? I guess Guy Fieri has a new restaurant there and he has deep fried a whole donut with a burger in the inside. And it says you, and you need to try it. No. Mm -mm. I mean, I might, if, if Lewis bought it, I'd be giving him crap the whole time, but I might take a little bite just to taste it. But no, I would never, ever, um, no, it's a burger. It's a, it's a glazed donut with a burger in the inside. Um, it says it has large amounts of bacon and cheese. Do, do not try this at home is what it's called. Donut burger at Guy Fieri's Flavortown Sports Kitchen in Vegas. And it costs $25.99. Oh my gosh. It says, and then you can also get um, Flavortown mac and cheese with burnt brisket ends. Now I would try that. That, oh, that sounds good. Mac and cheese with Burnt brisket ends. That sounds really good. Flavortown flatas um, that are extra large size. And the winner, winner chicken dinner, fried chicken platter served with hot honey, slaw, and jalapeno cornbread. Um, so, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, in this story, you guys, people are such idiots at time. I'm like, this story is so, these little guys are so cute, but oh, in Florida, gosh, in Florida. And then I'll, and then I'll see about playing some, a funny, I tried to find some more funny calls, but they're not, some of the older ones aren't coming up. And I think we've played a lot of them. So a Florida suburb is being overrun by lion head bunnies. And these bunnies are so damn cute. There it says, um, cute but destructive. The formerly domesticated bunnies are causing chaos. They're, oh my gosh, I have to post, I wish I could post a picture of these little guys. If you could um, Google lion head bunnies. Um, the residents of Jaina Isles community in Florida are having a storybook experience. Dozens of domesticated friendly rabbits are populating their streets, driveways, and yards, but it did not come in a storybook ending, it says. Uh, 
According to the Associated Press, the unusual rabbit's um, occupation in the in Tony Fort Lauderdale suburb of Wilton Manors is the result of a dumb breeder who illegally released the reproducing rabbits into the community. The lion head bunnies, known for their tuft of hair around their heads, are approaching a hundred in numbers. They are hopping up to a residence, loitering, loitering, the poor rabbits, they're loitering, they're lot in the neighborhood, um, and they're a general um, presence as a pleasant nuance, nuance, it says. Um, the adorable problem is only fleetingly charming. The rabbits are so vulnerable to predators and could suffer in extreme heat. See, that's what just makes me mad. They can also be destructive, digging holes in yards and chewing on wires. With many of rabbits also comes a lot of rabbit droppings. Oh my gosh. It says, in an effort to underway to corral and home the animals, but it's not easy. Resident Alicia Grids is estimating it could cost between 20000 to 40000 to relocate the rabbits. If the money can't be raised, it's possible that Wilton Manors could move forward with allowing exterminators to come in and resolve the problem. Oh my gosh, these poor little bunnies, they're everywhere. Oh my gosh. Hi, Rottweiler, how are you? Um, the funny thing is, is that Wilton Manors is our gay district here in South Florida. Oh my gosh, that makes me, and it sounds like a Monty Python incident. You should see these guys. They're so cute. Um, but it just makes me mad that these stupid people who decide that they're going to try um, to, uh, oh, BP sent me a picture of what he ate for breakfast. Donut break breakfast sandwich, but it looks like a waffle. Like they press the donut into a waffle. Like they, um, they call that when they smish the sandwich, but they did it in a waffle iron. That looks good. That actually looks really good. Um, that looks yummy, but yeah, it makes me mad that these breeders and it happens all the time. Hi, Tula. Welcome. Hi, B. Wood. Uh, that they just, you know, oh, I'm not going to do this or else they just, they just get rid of them. Put them out into the wild. Yeah. Let's just throw them out into the heat out where the alligators or crocodiles and whatever, instead of doing the right thing and taking them to a center instead of letting that happen. It makes me mad. People are, people are People just are so dumb. Some people, some humans are dumb. Not all, not all, <laughs> not everybody. Not the people in here. You guys are good. Um, oh, here's a fact for the day. And then uh, let's see. Did you know when Americans moved out of one house and into another in the early 20th century, they would burn all their old dishcloths so that none of the bad energy that had been wiped up in the old house would move with them to the new house. I thought that was pretty, um, oh, that's pretty cool uh, to think of it that way. I've never, and I, I, I might do that myself, you know, and be like, yeah, all right, I need some new dish towels. I'm not having these anymore. All right. So um, I am going to, I ran into this, a classic dictionary of vulgar tongue. Um, and this was goes all the way back to 1788. Some of it is so hard to read, um, but they did, they kind of, and some of it is just funny. 
like the what they called people um, back in the day. Um, this is, let me see here, a classic dictionary of vulgar tongue. This, this is the second edition. Um, it was in London. Let me see if I can read who. Oh, Francis Gross, G-R-O-S-E, 1788. Um, and some of the words are just funny. Um, so they took some of them out to help me because the, the writing is really hard to read. Be bet wattled, um, bet wattled, and it's B E T W A T T L E D. Um, to be surprised, confounded, out of one's senses. Um, so maybe crazy, one out of one's senses. That's what they would call people. Let me see if I can put it in the chat. Um, ooh, it let me do it. Um, all right. And then the next one um, they have is oh, a blind, <laughs> the backside, somebody's backside, I'm guessing their butt was called a blind Cupid. So you would call somebody's backside a blind Cupid. Um, the, somebody's mouth they would be called a bone box, a bone box they used for somebody's mouth. Um, um, eggs, they called crackling farts were eggs, crackling farts. <laughs> what? Crackling farts. Some of these are not very vulgar. They're just kind of like, what? And to think that they thought that these were vulgar is kind of funny, um, is back then, you know, um, Captain, Captain Queer Nabs. Queer Nabs, Q-U-E-E-R-N-A-B-S. Can anybody guess what a Captain Queer Nabs is? You're not going to think at all. It's a shabby, ill-dressed fellow. So if somebody doesn't have um, dress very well, <laughs> you can call them Captain Queer Nabs. Um, yeah, they'll probably think like, what the hell are you talking about, Captain Queer Nabs? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and like today people wouldn't think, yeah, for sure. They wouldn't think that's what Captain Queer Nabs meant. Um, a, um, chimping Mary, if you're chimping Mary, like a chimping Mary, you're, you're, you're exhilarating with liquor. So you're drunk, you're drunk and you, you drink too much tequila and they'll call you, um, I'm trying to get this to go here. All right. And I've never, any of these is just funny. Um, let's go back. Oh, a wife. A wife, they called her comfortably importance. What the hell? Comfortably importance equals a wife. Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, this one's funny. Dicked in the knob. Dicked in the knob means you're silly and crazed. Dicked in the knob. Here, I'll put it in the chat. Oh my gosh. Um, some of these, they're not vulgar. They're just, they're just funny. Um, dog, oh, a dog booby. Dog booby is an outward lout. What is an out? What's a lout? Now I have to look up what a lout is. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry. An awkward lout. An awkward lout is a dog booby. Just calling somebody a dog booby, they think you're crazy. Dog booby. That's what it says. <laughs> Some of these. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? And then they thought you were cussing and something if you say some of these. So um, let's see. 
Duke of Limbs is a tall, awkward, ill-made fellow. So if you're tall and awkward, you could be called a Duke of Limbs. Um, a coffin, back in the day, they would call it an eternity box. Um, let's see. Uh, hickey, uh, hickey meant tipsy or hiccuping. Hickey, like what a hickey on your neck, but it was tipsy or hiccuping. Um, Irish apricots are potatoes. See, I don't understand why some of these, they call them vulgar. Um, let's see. Kittle, kittle pitching. Kittle pitching is to disrupt the flow of a troublesome teller of long stories by constantly questioning or contradicting unimportant details, especially at the start. Best done in tandem with others. <laughs> kettle pitching. So if somebody's telling a long story, you start asking questions and contradicting them. They're kettle pitching. Um, let's see. A just ass like your ass, is a punning name for a justice or a judge. Oh, they call, used to call a judge a just ass. Um, we'll do a couple more. Pawpaw tricks were forbidden tricks from the French papas. Where were those? Were those those dancers that danced with those, you know, those, those kind of, those can-can girls? I don't know. Um, it doesn't say any more than that. Um, oh, um, tal <laughs> tallywags or whirl giggle, whirl gigs are testicles. Tallywags or whirl gigs. Okay, I'll put this in here. So if I'm saying it wrong, <laughs> are the testicles. Oh, my word. There you go. So you're learning a lot of new words. We'll do, um, let's see, penny wise and pound foolish is saving in small matters and extravagant at great. See, this wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was really going to be like really kind of dirty things. Oh, um, well, this one kind of is, and I wonder why it's not in there. It says the box of Jesuit. That Do you anybody think you know what that means? The box of Jesuit. To masturbate, <laughs> um, a crime, it is said, much um, practiced by Reverend's fathers of society. Oh, it was a crime back then. So the box of justice. That's the only one that really seems to be like vulgar in any way. You know what I mean? The other ones weren't really that vulgar. But I guess if you said something back then, they'd be like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, how dare you? How dare you play that? Whatever. We're going to move on. We're going to get ready and play some music if this looks like. When continuing with the country rock kind of like some of these were, some of these you guys know, the, um, the artists. Some of them you might not. Some of them I played a song of theirs the last time I played uh, this uh, list. So, um, we're going to get right on into that. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the likes. That list was not very good. So I appreciate you sticking through it with me. All right. The first song on my list today is Tyler Farr, Farr featuring Jelly Roll um, with Country As Shit. And um, sorry for the explicit. Cover your ears. Tyler Farr teamed up with Jelly Roll for the new single that pays homage to growing up in the South. The song blends Farr's gritty, soulful vocals with Joel's um, Jelly Roll's <laughs> edgy country rap and tells the story of every 
backwoods boy who grew up on Willie, Willie Whalen's and Southern Twang. Um, Fair and Jelly Roll serve as co-writers for the single. Um, man, there's nothing better than being in the studio and making a hit with your best friends, Farr said in a statement. Jason is freaking a blast to be in the studio with, and Jelly took the energy to new heights. We are so excited to share with you all what sounds like um, what sounds like when we all three, all three of our worlds collide. Okay, here is Tyler Farr featuring Jelly Roll with Country as Shit. I know. <laughs> Be careful, Yancy. <clears throat> What'd you say and put on your um jean jean shiny jean butt pants? I can't remember. Sparkly butt jeans. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, South Osmond. Thank you, Hanny. Did you both at the same time? Hi, Bella. Good to see you. Welcome back, Mr. A. Jelly Roll, Country as Shit, off the albums Rednecks Like Me, 2023. All right. And some of these um, are kind of new that I don't even, couldn't find information about the song. So there's just a little bit. This next one, um, Brothers Osborne, Might As Well Be Me, um, multi-award winning country duo. Brothers Osborne are back with three brand new songs, one of which is Might As Well Be Me. Um, Might as well be me is a scorching, hard-hitting anthem that celebrates positive change makers and those willing to go against the grain to do what's good, right, and sometimes never done before. John and TJ Osborne wrote the song alongside Corey Cowder and Julian Burnett. Um, sonically, Might as well be me features everything longtime fans love about Brothers Osborne. Um, sometimes um, a little bit of 
the lyrics. Somebody's got to shake things up. Somebody's got to shut things down. Somebody's got to strike a match, break the ice, and buy the first round. Somebody's got to go all night. Somebody's got to dig down deep. May what they say, say what they mean. Yeah, that's what I see. Might as well be me. Might as well be me. Here's Brothers Osborne with Might as well be me. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Rottweiler. Short pants, Robert. Good to see you. I haven't seen Bart. Look at how the hell Bart is. Disappears after a while. I hope he's okay. Welcome, Sammy. That is not as well be me, Brothers Osborne. We're going to move on um, to the next song um, is Ella Langley um, featuring Co Wetzel. Um, and the song is That's Why We Fight. Um, I can only find a little bit about her in this song. Um, she is an Alabama-born country singer-songwriter, Ella Langley. Um, this was her new single, um, That's Why We Fight, featuring Co Wetzel um, on Columbia Records. The song is the first taste of her upcoming debut EP, Excuse the Mess, which was released on May 19th. That's why we fight is about one of those relationships where fighting is the thing that keeps you together. Your significant other is your favorite person to fight with. <laughs> okay. It adds a little spice and keeps things interesting. Um, I wouldn't recommend a relationship like this, she says, but we've all had one. I've um, been a fan of Cole's um, for a long time, and it's really cool to be jam have him jamming on it with me. Here is Ella Langley featuring Cole Wetzel with why that's why we fight <clears throat> welcome easy t-c-q-i-i-c good to see you Mm -hmm. 
That's why we fight. Um, Offer album excuse the mess. All right, we're gonna move on to another um, new-ish guy, kind of new. Um, Josh Ross, echoing the primary themes of country infused with fresh modern sounds. Josh Ross takes on love, work, and play is often documented through his whirlwind experiences. Developing an ever-evolving career amidst the back draws, um, drawbacks of, excuse me, injuries, lockdowns, and conflicting relationships, Josh Ross is a country artist bound by the act of foraging past and overcoming restraints. <clears throat> Ain't doing Jack. This is the song we're going to play. Was written with his good friends Mason Thornley, Ben Stroll, and Sam Martinez on a writing retreat in the Smoky Mountains shares Ross. Um, Ben originally had the idea about Jack Daniels not doing the trick to get over a girl. When we first started writing the song, we thought of doing it as a sad ballad. But while we were on while we were on the writing trip, we got news that I was going to be opening for Nickelback on their Get Rolling tour. So we thought about making it a country rock song for our live set would be a cool idea. All of this happened before we knew it and would even um, be released. Um, and they were so excited to share it. Yeah, he, they were just out here um, in Nickelback in this guy. So um, here is Josh Ross, Ain't Doing Jack. Man, this bar must have got a bad barrel. Because this whiskey ain't working on me. Thank you, Humble Dog. Thank you, Yancey. Thank you, Serotonin. Hey, Billy D. Thank you, Saw Dasmond. Thank you, Hanny. Thank you, BP. What? Usually a couple down 
these quick things. Your eyes and goodbye still hanging on. Why can you keep going? Give me another round. What it ain't <laughs> that is a little bit of Josh Ross with Ain't Doing Jack on. Yeah, not sure what album it's off of because I couldn't find it. There is, but Josh Ross Ain't Doing Jack. Here we go. We're going to move on to Warren Zeter featuring um, Travis Barker and, and the song is Riding, Ride the Lightning. Um, what I could find about this song, Lightning Can Strike Twice, despite what you've been told, they said, while metalheads and thrash punkers will think of one group when you say the word Ride the Lightning, Warren Zeter looks to change their minds to make a bunch of new fans. Um, first released as part of his seven, um, 17 Tapes project and recently given the full band treatment, Warren's Ride the Lightning positions himself as a country artist that that all your um, friends listen to on the download. Um, Warren is different kind of country, born in the dirt of rural Pennsylvania and raised on equal parts Merle Haggard and ACDC. Um, he calls it um, outlaw country. Um, Warren says in an interview that if you were to call his sound that, he wouldn't even bat an eye. Um, but no, not the outlaw, like I'm going to go kill somebody kind of crap. Um, um, he says, I'm very disciplined. Um, so here we go. Warren Zeter featuring Travis Barker with Ride a Lightning. Mama always said I was born on the wild side. One foot in the flames and the other trying to walk the line. Can't say I never saw it coming, I could see the warning signs. Mama always said I was born on the wild side. I guess Mama was right. Cause when the clock strikes midnight, gonna ride the lightning, feel the thunder, till the darkness pulls me under. Gonna fly off, wings of fire, pray the good Lord leaves me high. Sing it low, when they call me out. Sing it low, when they call me out. Oh, Billy D, I see. There's a man in a black coat standing at a crossroads. Really, Miss Um, Mr. A. With a huh? I have to look that up. They say flips are gone, fools that a fool's gold. There's a man in a black coat standing at a crossroads. Thank you, Rottweiler. Thank you, Yancey. Thank you, Billy B and Mr. A. Appreciate you guys. Till 
All right, let's see. Little Beauty, Ride of the Lightning, Warren Zeter, and Travis Barker. All right, we're going to move on. Let's see if you guys have heard of this one. Um, Wayland Stone, a whiskey and a wine glass. Um, dual Wayland Stone, composed of songwriters Joe Wayland and Andrew Stone. Their debut album, Whiskey and a Wine Glass, um, is, you can get it now streaming. <laughs> this is about all I could find on these guys. The energy that Wayland Stone music brings makes you want to drink a beer and sing along, says Mike Wayland. Um, home label, let's see, creative director of MV2 Home Label of the new Lost City Records. We can't wait to be part of their 25 city southeast tour this summer. It's going to be an incredible journey. Um, that's all I got for you. Here's Wayland Stone. Let's just play it. Whiskey and wine glass. Thank you, BP. Oh, I'm going to totally check it out. I want to know the dance moves. I couldn't give myself one reason why a girl like her would be stopping by a blue collar town on a Friday night. She, I didn't know. Until she closed down our little hole in the wall, answering that last call. She's a little white trash and a bit of high class flashy jack. You better watch your back. She's a sundress, high mess, living on the edge, riding both sides of the track. She's whiskey, whiskey, whiskey in a wine glass. Thank you, Hanny. She likes putting up smoke everywhere she goes, from the Marlboro Reds to the county roads. The cover of a book don't make no sense at all. Until she pulls back into that picky pants house She is locking up the truth so it don't come back Mama don't know, daddy don't see The side of that screen The little white trash, a little bit of high class flash And Jack, you better watch your back She's a sundress, high mess Living on the edge, riding both sides of the track Welcome, Hey Ray and Mike Mash, too. Good to see you. All right, that is Waylon Stone, whiskey in a wine glass. I'm not Waylon now, it's a wine glass. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the next um, song. Let's do a little bit about that one. Um, the next one is Mighty Beast, and it's by Stephen Wilson Jr. Um, Wayne and Unmighty Beast Wilson says Mighty Beast was a song that grew from the pandemic, an artifact from within a bit of lost season. It has its share of religious undertones paired with um, sacral and um, adrena adrenaline, it says. <clears throat> Excuse me. The song was um, the song was these two verses in the chorus written by Ryan Necky right before the shutdown, more like a hymn in structure that became hijacked by the unnecessary monster it needed to become in this song. All right. And with an extra unapologetic mindset at the time, the musical imagery freely ran wild with it. Writing and making this album has been very 
therapeutic for me to learn who I am and what my existence looks like after my father, because life has to go on. His father died. Um, I'm living my own life, but it's like his death book end what life um, he should have had onto mine. And I'm carrying it around like a train car. Um, all right. So here is Stephen Wilson Jr. with Mighty Beast. I think a lot of people kind of looked inward during the pandemic. You know what I mean? They kind of... Some people changed. <laughs> It's definitely rocking. All right, that's Stephen Wilson Jr. Mighty Bean stopped the album Son of a Dad. Now, the next two people you've heard of. Um, first, we're going to go with Poor Everybody Else by Carrie Underwood. Um, it's off her Denim and Rhinestones, the ninth album. Um, Poor Everybody Else is the song by Carrie Underwood. It was written by her along with Josh Miller and Chris D. Franzo. The song is about a woman who is confident, independent, and takes charge of her life. She is described as someone who is not afraid to take risks and live her life to the fullest. Um, her beauty and aura make people around her envious and they feel poor by comparison. Here's Carrie Underwood with Poor Everybody Else. Mm -hmm. She's definitely wearing her denim and rhinestones there. <laughs> Thank you. 
She's a man eater with an appetite. Yeah, that's Carrie Underway before everybody else. Mm -hmm. Never heard that one before, but it's good. She's a man eater with an appetite. That's right. Now, the next one you've heard of too, Chris Stapleton. Um, his song, Double Always Made Me Think Twice, um, penned by Stapleton and Al Anderson. Um, Devil Always Made Me Think Twice, rumbles with the singer's low-end blues guitar riffs. Um, the performance takes place in an intimate space, and Stapleton is joined by his wife, Morgan, and producer Dave Combs to round out his life band. Um, Devil Always Made Me Think Twice shows off Stapleton, the singer who works his way up to the searing wars as he recounts his assorted losing battles with temptation, as well as his guitar playing during an extended solo. So here's Mr. Chris Stapleton, Double Always Made Me Think Twice. <laughs> Standing at the gate, I'm a spirit. I'm a man, 
All right, I love him. Um, Devil always made me think twice. Chris Stapleton off the album, starting over. We're going to move on to Riley Thomas and the song Cowboys Did Cocaine. Uh, let's see. The song Cowboys Did Cocaine by Riley Thomas is about a yearning for a time when life was simpler, wilder, and more exciting. It romanticizes the rebellious and reckless behavior of said cowboys who did cocaine and lived life on the edge. The singer longs for a time when sinners were the saints and the liquor ran like rain, and he wants to be part of the wild and reckless crowd that includes outlaws and inmates. The lyrics also suggest a desire for escape and a break from the monotony of daily life. Uh, through references of Waylene Jennings and Merle Haggard, the singer is yearning for a time when country music was raw and unfiltered. He wanted to be part of music scene where the lights come on at the boar's nest and when the poets perform on stage. So here is Riley Thomas, Cowboys Did Cocaine. Sinners were the saints. Mama's crying, and the fiddles cried, and the liquor ran like rain. Sell the soul to the rock and roll, let the devil's cry insane. The opera shook, and God was good when the cowboys did cocaine. How you use a little finger? Cowboys did cocaine. That's at the 717 something or other. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to Royal Lynn. I played um, one of her songs, Six Feet Under or something like that, the last time we did this um, rockin' country. Uh, but this song is um, explicit to cover your little angel ears. Um, it's called Bitchin'. 
<laughs> there's not much about the song. Um, yeah, the last song was Six Feet Deep. Um, she's a country singer, has single-handedly acquired millions of views across social media platforms, and has been recognized by Billboard as a furious newcomer with a singing, scrapping voice. So um, they call her uh, uh, what are they? A hybrid between um, a hybrid between punk and country roots, what they call punk tree, punk and then try together punctry punctry here's royal lamb with bitchin i don't know about that punctry i do like her though hi crazy lady how are you Welcome, BGEE and C and W. Thank you, BP. sure we'll see a picture of them if they are. Thank you, Billy D. That is Royal Lynn with the sound called Polk Tree with the song Bitchin'. I like her song, um, Six Feet Deep. is really good. All right, we're going to move on to um, another. This is another song by Stephen Wilson Jr. Um, got on this list twice. Holler for the holler. Um, it also says it's explicit, so if you're pre-warned. Um, with Holler from the Holler, a song and video he um, premiered on May 6th, Wilson delivers a series of images even more, um, it says, gruesome and more graphic than Independence Day with grinding razor-like guitar providing the soundtracks to a blood-spattering murder by a teenage boy who saves his mother from horrific suitor. Wow. Okay. Sounds fun. Um, he says it's utterly real. Um, says Independence Day songwriter Gretchen Peters of Wilson's Holler. I just believe it from the first chord. Um, Holler is indeed based on Wilson's real life experience, though the murder part is simply fantasy, a representative of what he thinks would have been a fair outcome for the men who brutalized his mother. Um, co-author with co-author written by Craig Wiseman. Um, Holler has been an emotional impact on Wilson. The song for me ended up becoming very cathartic and very much a healing modality. Um, when I sing that song live, I feel different each time I sing it. 
um, like a little bit better, he says. And even if it does that for me, maybe it will do something for somebody else. And that's what I always say, that stuff, the shit that we go through, that we step through every day, that we become overcomers are out there so that we can help other people that are going to go through that same crap. So don't ever let anybody tell you to keep your story quiet. That's a bunch of crap. So it's there to help somebody. Here is Stephen Wilson Jr. again, holler for holler. They sound cute, crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny, Billy D? <laughs> Times have changed, that's for sure. Hi, Jonah. Welcome. Uncle T, welcome. That is Holler from a Holler. A little bit of Stephen Wilson a Jr. Bon Quaffee B. All right. These guys, I played them last time, too. It was the first time I heard them. And here's a new one. A newer one from their album. Um, it is Pecos and the Rooftops. The song is Cabin Fever. A country rock band from Lubbock, Texas. Peco and the Rooftops. Fuse early rural grit with low-key band of chugging mid-tempo rock. All right, the words they use to describe these bands are sometimes funny. Despite early label interest, they opted to remain um, independent and released an EP, Red Eye, in 2020. The band's roots in Texas country were apparent um, through songs, um, Ladies Night Lashes and Hurt No More, Hurt No More, leaned heavily into their rock side. Likewise, Hurley's low rumbling balatone suited the stylistic mix that fell somewhere between outlaw and grungy alt rock. All right, well, here they are, Pecos in the Rooftops with Cabin Fever. <laughs> I like these guys too. Ooh, I have to look it up. Welcome, JCHISM. Begaling. Jute, welcome. Oh, 4 a.m., not Sam. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the song, 5 a.m. 
Okay, that is Pecos in the Rooftops with Cabin Fever off the album Pecos in the Rooftops. I didn't hear anything explicit in that one or the other one. I mean, maybe it just ran through me. I Maybe it just went in one ear and out the other, but I didn't hear anything explicit. Um, all right. Well, this one is supposed to be explicit too. Uh, it is called, and it's the last one, Call It Country by Travis Denning. Call It Country by Travis Denning celebrates the simple and authentic way of life in rural America, often associated with country music genre. Um, the lyrics paint a vivid picture of a community that takes pride in their traditions, values, and down-to-earth experiences. Um, in the verses, Denning describes the typical activities at rule of his small town community. They work hard during the week and when they have some free time, they gather with friends and loved ones to have a good time. They drive their trucks through the woods, enjoy um, the camaraderie of family and friends and escape from everyday life. The chorus reframes the idea that this lifestyle is unapologetically rough around the edges, but is deeply rooted in their identity. They embrace their rebellious, rowdy nature, reflected by always keeping the needle in the red, meaning they live life to the fullest and push boundaries. Um, they mentioned Jack, uh, Charlie Daniels and country music legend represents their loyalty to traditional country music. So here's Travis Steady with Call It Country. <laughs> Maybe Billy D. <laughs> Did they? I just totally just went over. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> I have a list about the F word too we have to do. <laughs> Not today, but. Oh, he's a damn. Maybe damn is really bad. <laughs> Let's see. Thank you, Rottweiler. Oh, they shit. Speakers, call it down on this poor town, ain't afraid to get money. 
That is Call It Country by Travis Danning off the Dirt Road Down album. <laughs> now I'm going to turn off. All right. There. That was the music for today, you guys. Thank you so much. On Friday, I'll be doing some type of dance, get you ready for the weekend type thing um, on Friday. Uh, I want to see who's all in the chat. We want to follow people. Rottweiler has shows that pop up every now and then. Give him a ball. If you click on anybody's profile, um, for anybody that don't doesn't know, then you can follow them. Like Yancey, click on him, and then you'll see WKOP. Give them a follow. Miss Hanny J. Everybody must follow Miss Hanny. She comes on um, for sure every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday um, at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time on the Joe Antonio Show. Uh, who else is in here that might have show? Crazy Lady goes on every once in a while. Mr. A goes on every once in a while. South Ozman was in here and he goes on. Um, let me see if I'm missing everybody. Anybody else, um, please put it in the chat so that we, you know, people can give you a follow. Um, hi, Saba. Welcome. Uh, I, oh, Short Pants Robert. Um, he's in here. Give him a follow and uh play stuff too. Usually music at times um, and chatting. So yeah, give those friends a follow and I am going to find my magic spell and leave you like I always leave you. It's really super low. So we're going to do that again. Ah! <laughs> Better. <laughs> Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. And if nobody's told you lately, you are loved and you are greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, Yancy, thank you again so much for the yummy coffee. It is so good. I love it. I love it. I'm going to promote those guys anytime that I can. Um, and you. Got to get one of your hats. Holy heck. What in the world? Dang, that was loud. Yes, I do. I love it. It's really good. So you guys, if you are a coffee person, coffee field, coffee company, the heart of coffee, Midwest coffee, that is. Good. Look them up. It's really good. Anyway, I will see you guys on Friday. Be safe out there. Watch each other's backs. Love one another. Love you.